Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins. Thanks so much for stopping by and checking this episode out. We're talking print here, but I bet you already know that. And because you're here, I also know that you're interested in print. You've either thought about print, you've dabbled in print, or you're currently out there doing awesome print. So over at Print Design Academy, we created a little something to just help you along your print design journey. It'll make your file exporting a absolute breeze, and it is called the Print Ready Files Checklist. This is completely free. It's available at the link in the description of this podcast episode, along with a bunch of other cool links, or you can just straight up go to printdesignacademy.com and find that free checklist, find the other free resources we have there, and a whole bunch of other stuff to help you along your print design journey in creating awesome, tangible design goodies. Know what I'm saying? Today on the episode, I've got an awesome guest who has made and been a part of incredible print projects, and we get to dive into all the juicy details. My guest today on the show is Connie Louie, who is a partner, designer, creative director at Yummy Colors. And in this episode, we talk about inspirational print, early memories of print, recent cool print stuff that came to life. But our deep dive is into their concept of the year projects. I saw their third project posted to Instagram and I went, went, what the heck is this? It looks amazing. And talking to Connie just a few minutes before this episode, I found out that they had done it two years prior. So three years in a row, they've created an incredible print project using massive amounts of collaboration. We're talking collaborating with 55 to 70 people to bring these projects to life. And it's just awesome hearing the behind the scenes stories about how it all happens. You're going to love this. So that's enough for me. Let's kick it over to Connie, hear what she's got to say and hear about the stories and background to bringing these projects to life. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hit the intro. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast, the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So let's talk ink on paper. Connie, welcome to the Print Design Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, so great to be here. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to chat. Yeah, I'm super excited to chat because I first reached out to you guys when I saw your project for, I, I'm not going to introduce it yet, mm-hmm. but the project that we're going to talk a little bit about. And then just 10 minutes ago when you sent me the photos of the last two years of this project, I was like, Okay, there's something cooking here. There's some cool stuff happening. Um, so I'm really excited to get into this talk about print here. Yeah. All right. So first, I'm going to get through a little bit of the tough stuff, and then we'll get into the easy part where we talk print. Um, but I'll start by kicking it over to you and tell us about yourself and about the studio. 
Sure. Um, well, first, um, I'm Connie Louie, and I'm a creative director, designer, educator, photo enthusiast, and foodie. I would, that's, how, that's how I usually nice. <laughs> introduce myself. Um, uh, I'm a partner at Yummy Colors. Uh, we are a creative studio based here in New York and in Copenhagen. Um, we have a little description. We call ourselves designers of experiences and articulators of brands. Um, I love that. So yeah, a lot of uh, branding work. That's, uh, that's um, our main uh, focus, but it's everything as you, as people know in the industry, branding is, is so broad. Um, yeah. And it's all encompassing. So everything from brand strategy to visual identity um, to even storytelling and content development. So um, it's the the full the full thing. Yeah, that's a big wide berth <laughs> of things, you know, that fall under like the brand design umbrella, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And obviously it includes print and packaging and all those other touch points of a brand. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's the brand expression portion. So like everything, once you establish all of the foundations of the brand, mm -hmm. um, not only like, you know, who they are and why they exist and yeah. all of that good stuff. And then what do they look like? What's its wardrobe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then how, how, who are its friends? Right. Like, and then, um, <laughs> and then like, how does it show up in the world? You know, um, yes. so that that can be in uh, packaging, that can be mm -hmm. uh, in print campaigns, in video content, and even in experiential, like in spatial. Mm -hmm. um, so all the, all the different ways of um, expressing and and applying the brand. So yeah, it's everything. <laughs> yeah, it literally, it literally is. It could be any everything really under yeah, all that umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Connie, I want to hear a little bit about your sort of early days and interactions with print and see what is your earliest memory of print or packaging could be something from your childhood, from your teens. What do you got? Ooh, ooh. Okay. We're going back. Way um, back. yeah, I would say probably the earliest I've noticed like print or design was probably, uh, collecting cards like uh garbage pail cat kids i don't know i'm, to I'm totally <laughs> dating myself like um uh baseball cards like my brother collected yeah. a lot of baseball cards um mm -hmm. uh so like in packaging also like um uh in packaging just food packaging um uh chinese um those cookie cans those tin cans that grandma and and mom and dad always like, you know, used it for everything else afterwards, you know, yes, <laughs> to, store, yes. to store all kinds of goodies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the common one is that like that blue tin that's used for those Dutch butter cookies every yes, Christmas. Yes. That becomes like the standard sewing, sewing kit. kit. Exactly. Sewing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You know, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the earliest memory of like stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Collecting cards was fun. Yeah, I was a card collector too when I was a kid. Lots of hockey cards, 
lots of baseball cards. But my dad was really big into Star Trek and he would go to these Star Trek conventions mm. where you get to like meet, you know, the actors from the from the series and stuff. And he has a shelf, like almost well, uh, an entire wall full of these autographed photos from tons of characters oh, from wow. Star Trek. Oh, wow. He was a serious but, collector. Oh, serious. <laughs> Even still, he got one like three or four months ago. He went and got another one. Yeah. So it was like, they're still going on. Yeah. And um, when I went to one of these conventions with him. And it was the one that Leonard Nimoy was at. I don't know if you oh, know Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Leonard Nimoy. That's so cool. And, um, <laughs> so he went and he got the autograph there, but they also have this, like, um, almost like a, uh, like they sell cards and collectibles, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is for sale there as well. And I was going around, I had a limited budget. I think I had like 18 bucks or something. And of course, all the Star Trek stuff is super marked up. But I was able to buy an X-Files playing cards. Not playing cards, but cards. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. a collection of cards. <laughs> yeah. So I have like season one of the X-Files <laughs> in my, like hockey cards, hockey cards. You're flipping through the pages. X-Files, X-Files, baseball, baseball. <laughs> so, kind of an odd one, but yeah. yeah. Just love collecting that kind of stuff. Now, what about recently, though, Connie? Have you had any recent interactions with printer packaging that were really surprising or that you really enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're about to talk about the project, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a concept of the year. It is a uh, project that um, that we started as a studio project. We were really passionate about, um, well, it you know, it started actually in 2020. Um, uh-huh. Previously, we've worked with a lot of um, trend and forecasting um, uh, companies uh, and organizations. And, and for us, it was, you know, uh, very, how do you say it? It felt very exclusive when they gave like whether it was a color, right? Like it's like, this is the color of the year or these are, these are, this is the color palette. Um, And it was always given to um, a very select group of um, people, um, which are, which is the creative industry. So whether you're a designer, graphic designer, or an interior designer, or a product Mm -hmm. designer, it was always like, hey, you know, here's the color, um, and go now make things, make products to sell. (laughs) And it had such a consumeristic, like, uh, agenda to it. Um, And for us, um, we were like, well, everybody's creative, right? and um, they might not have chosen or had the opportunity to, to, to pursue that as a career path. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like the, people can create uh, all kinds of like great ideas can come from everywhere. Right. Yeah. And so um, we were just questioning and challenging that idea of like forecasting and trends. And um, why is it, you know, uh, you know, why are these things given to a select group of people um, to create things to sell only. Um, so to challenge that idea, we, we wanted to come up with a project um, that is sort of like a platform where we invite everybody. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a chef, you are an astrophysicist, you're a lawyer, you're a writer, um, to kind of take this idea. Um, so it's not, it's not as specific as a color. So it's like this concept 
and yeah. interpret it however you want, right? And make yeah. something. Um, uh, so it's it's really an inspiration uh, for a collective sort of like experience. Um, so we came up with this this idea of concept of the year um, as a project, um, and the first year we did it was right before the pandemic actually the tw yeah. 20 2020 um and and uh you know uh, we spend time as a studio internally to uh also discuss and and reflect and kind of um uh see what's happening in the world and kind of like mm -hmm. you know you know whether it's uh, um the economy or politics or like, you know, social, uh, all, all, all kinds of stuff that's happening in the world um, to kind of, you know, reflect and, and, and discuss and, and really distill it into something that is reflective of the time. So it's kind of like yeah. a, almost like a time capsule, like the, each year. I have to say that um, I forgot to mention that we do this annually. Um, yeah. And it takes a year to kind of um, for for each iteration of this. Um, but what we do uh, and why we do this is is uh, we found also like trends and trend forecasting or color. A lot of times like there's not a lot of meaning behind it or um, there's, you know, like where where did this where did this color come from like this year, you yeah. know, or like what? Why are these? Uh, so. We wanted to, uh, yeah, take a step back and really reflect on uh, what is happening in the world and, and kind of make that into a concept that we can all, is open enough, but we can all kind of understand and then use that to create whatever, <laughs> whatever people want to create. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the first, uh, the first one was called Fuel on Water. And uh, it was really wonderful because it was hearing back from the collaborators and the contributors uh, after the fact, a lot of them, a lot of people lost their jobs uh, yeah. uh, during the, the shutdown, right? Like the pandemic mm -hmm. and or they were stuck at home, uh, working from home. Um, and um, and this gave them a creative outlet. Like this was something that, you know, that they can, they had full control over and they can express how they feel. Um, and it was just a beautiful um, uh, collection of everybody's sort of um, reflection of the times, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And, so, and I, I, yeah. was, so I was just wanted to say the looking at the photo of this one, mm -hmm. I actually didn't even realize that it was called Fuel and Water. I didn't even see that. I just <laughs> saw that look. But as soon as you said it, it made perfect sense, you know, using the foils and that, you know, oil on water, exactly. fuel on water sort of look. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you can see how um, and the first the this first very first project we were like okay we wanted to make it into uh we want we knew we always knew that we wanted a physical object of some sort yep. um yep. and uh it, the book or the magazine was a perfect format for it and we've yep. also um wanted to uh find a way to have like physical like exhibition of these works of art 
Um, mm -hmm. However, the pandemic, of course, pre prevented it. But uh, we had a virtual exhibition of it as well. So it's online. There's a site. And, it, and these projects, people spent so much time and they mm -hmm. put so much energy and heart into it. And, and in the print format, it's only like just a snapshot and a highlight of the projects themselves. So there's yep. some projects that are multimedia and there's sound and there's like, um, like amazing like video uh, work uh, and, and even physical sculptures and all kinds of stuff. And, and through the website, you can of course see so much of more of, of, of the project, but the, mm. the book, it kind of catalogs and highlights uh, the, you know, the, this awesomeness the, of, of each of those um, contributions. Um, but yeah, like we had so much fun um, designing this because it was, again, it's a studio project, so it's not for any client. <laughs> and it was, yeah, we exactly. were able to like, yes, we want holographic foil. Like, we want to use that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and just going very uh, simple magazine sort of style. Um, mm -hmm. uh, for that. So I got some photos of these and just for the people listening to this, we're going to share as many as we can on Instagram. So you can go to our Instagram account and have a look at these. And we'll also link to, um, Connie and her team at Yummy Colors. So you can see some of the other work that they got cooking. Um, but I wanted to sort of chat a little bit about like the specs. You kind of just started about it with the holographic foil. Mm -hmm. Give me like some, how did you pick the paper that you use on this thing? How did you, you know, come up with the materials to create this, you know, tactile, tangible thing? Yeah. Um, well, we, <laughs> the amazing thing is that uh, Diego, um, uh, co-founder, um, Yummy Colors, um, mm -hmm. he, you know, grew up, uh, you know, his, his dad was a, um, a printer. So like, you know, and he grew up in Verona. So he has so much, he spent a lot of his childhood actually in, uh, print, you know, in print environment. Nice. So, nice. uh, there's, you know, we work very closely with printers in Italy. Um, one of the best and then they, they'd send us like sort of like samples and all kinds of like dummies and like, you know, paperweights and, and, you know, um, and then we talk through with them, like sort of what, um, what, of course it's always like, you know, since this is a studio project, it's, we're, we're paying for this, so it can't be too expensive and we have a limit, <laughs> you know, we also have like yeah. a limited run and like, but we still want it to be like super high quality and, yeah. and beautiful because a lot of the projects were so colorful. So we wanted to have this like magazine, um, sort of quality, high glossy magazine sort of quality. Um, so yeah, working closely with the printers are always great because you you be surprised what options they they sort of come up with. You know, yeah. if you give them the specs and the parameters, um, they're you know it's a, make make friends be be <laughs> you know be close to them. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We teach that a lot with print design mastery, where it's just everybody get to know your printer, build a great relationship mm -hmm. with her with them. There's so many great you know, benefits that come from having that rather mm -hmm. than just sending your files to Vistaprint or like some online thing, right? You like get to know your printer. Exactly. Um, 
so the first year you put this together, you went with sort of that perfect bound book mm -hmm. magazine kind of style. You've got some coded paper inside, mm -hmm. some holographic foil clearly on the yeah. cover um, in the circle. But the co whole cover itself, is that is it printed on a foil board or what is that printed on? It's just a print. Uh, it's a photograph, actually. Um, okay. Uh, I was playing around with this material um, uh, that was reflective when you flash, you know, when you take a photo and it flashes. It's like cool. kind of like the 3M stuff, but um, there's yeah. this fabric that, that does that. Um, and a lot of, uh, it's for safety, like basically. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, and it had this quality. So we used it as a print um, for the cover. So it has this sort of reflective already quality yeah. to it and it and it looks really cool but it's just a um a thicker stock uh for the cover that's coated um it's not any kind of weird board or or reflective mm -hmm. metallic uh, there's no other sort of inks on there but uh, it's a photo yeah and that's just straight cmyk with that yep mm-hmm Yep. Wow, the <laughs> colors that you guys were able to achieve from that photo was just wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really nice, yeah. I mean, we were really trying to <laughs> convey the fuel on water, <laughs> yeah. like um, visual, so. Very cool. So then, then sort of moving forward in the timeline, yeah. then in 2022, you guys sort of went, <laughs> what I would describe <laughs> as a completely different direction. Yes. Um, so tell me about that. How did that yes. idea come about and what was the purpose and materials and production that went into that 2022 piece? Yeah, so 2022, the concept for that, um, you know, after, uh, you know, we've been in the pandemic for a while, um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us, I think, uh, were uh, sort of like, awakening you know to a lot of things right like we were learning yeah. and unlearning while we were uh while we were stuck at home or stuck you know working from home um stuck in a place um yeah. so this concept of sleep walking sleep waking <laughs> uh we have a little <laughs> brackets around the l um yeah this idea of awakening um and uh so you know we pulled a lot of inspiration again it comes from the discussions and the creative brainstorms that we have internally. Um, mm -hmm. And we were really inspired by um, divination cards and tarot cards and like, you know, what about the future? What is this like, you know, kind of like, you know, again, reflection and that kind of stuff. So we're like, yeah. let's make a deck of cards. Um, and what's really cool about it uh, is that we took that format. It's not exactly a deck of tarot but like it, each we asked each of the participants to um sort of give with their project like give us like some uh descriptions of yep. their um of their artwork right so okay. like the, so when you sort of take three out or take one out it kind of like it kind of acts as that, like, you know, like, yeah. what, what did I get, you know, and it has like an interpretation. We also divided it into like, now I'm gonna forget how many numbers, but like, I think six states. Uh, so like, trance and fall and this, like, all this kind of like, related to the concept sleepwalking. Um, yeah. But yeah, the deck of cards, we knew right away that we wanted this kind of um, format. 
um, mm -hmm. and we gave that the particular specs to the collaborators so that they knew that they were working within these proportions, yeah. um, yeah. et cetera. Um, and then we worked with our printer again in, in Italy um, to uh, figure out like, hey, what is the box? What is the container? But also like these cards with the rounded corners, we wanted the uh, die cut. Mm -hmm. Um, and we also wanted uh, uh, something that was more eco-friendly. So these are actually, they're compostable, like the paper, like is more, um, you know, uh, friendly. So um, if and they're actually easier to tear, but um, they really hold up really well. Um, yeah. Super beautiful. Um, it came out. Yeah, we, we, we love this one. Uh, so much. And how many individual cards inside are there? There, so since every year there are different numbers of participants. Um, yep. For the first year, for the fuel and water, we had 55. And then mm -hmm. for the sleepwalking, we had 72 people. Um, so there's that. Um, and then there's, uh, so basically there's 80 cards because there's the six kind of section or the jokers mm -hmm. or the, like, you know, the, yeah. the, that kind of thing, like the, the different states. And then there's also a little booklet of like, you know, the interpretations and yeah. also like each participant wrote up a little thing about like their, their project and their interpretation mm -hmm. of the, of the concept itself. Yeah. Wow. 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 Okay. So hearing those numbers now, you know, 50 some odd in the first one, you know, 60 plus 70 or yeah. so in the second one, like uh, two questions come from that before we sort of move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Here's um, the I got to imagine that the logistical side of coordinating with <laughs> that many people on a specific deadline to get this project brought to life is a challenging task in itself. Yes. And that's why it takes a year. Uh, and um, we, I mean, we're, we have spreadsheets going, uh, you know, yeah. we have newsletters queued up like to remind people. Project management software and yeah. everything, just like for one thing. We have like, you know, f you know, a Google form for people to like submit yeah. their work and write and all and make it easy for people to, um, you know, uh, submit and contribute uh, the work. But yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of uh, coordination, but um, we, we love it because when do you have the opportunity to work with your lawyer friend on something when you're, you know, yeah. in this industry or your, yeah. your chef friend, right? Like, yeah. so it's, it's really exciting and people all over the world too. Like, it's like, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's global. Like we have, you know, someone in Japan is going to interpret sleepwalking differently from, you know, someone in, in, Toronto, you know, or yeah, in yeah. in San Francisco. So it's like really beautiful to see uh, the different sort of um, <clears throat> projects that people come up with knowing the format, right? Like we're like, yeah, this is sure. what it's going to be. We always do a briefing um, to all of the collaborators. We do a video recording and we're like, this is the concept here. We take you through like how we came up with it. This is the, these are the specs. This is, this is what it's going to be like. And, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah. And then we go from there. So you, so it definitely like basically you're done 2023 now, mm -hmm. right? That's out in the world. So you're already sort of concepting and starting to plan and prepare for 2024. 
Oh, 2024 is submissions are coming up. So uh, we already oh, briefed. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we start right in the beginning of the year, like uh, yeah. uh, start working on the next one. We usually brief yeah. uh, participants around March, uh, I want to mm -hmm. say March, April. Um, okay. It'll take us a couple of months to kind of come up with a concept. And then, uh, and then you know, usually mid year, we get the submissions and then we design. Um, uh, all of the pieces and then we you know of course uh, collaborate with our printer to find the best solution and then um, and then the production happens and then we mm -hmm. kind of prep for um, the latter part of the year you know all of the assets uh, for mm -hmm. for everybody and then we ship it to all of our collaborators um, and folks so cool so. So yeah. the, the second question I had is more on the business side of, mm -hmm. of you know, putting print out in the world. Mm -hmm. um, there's, because you, a lot of times when I'm talking to people, whether it's studios or just freelance designers who create any kind of print, um, you know, internally is generally some sort of self-promotional piece, you mm -hmm. know, used to put their name on the map, get new clients, that sort of thing. Is there any aspect to this or is this just a pure creative endeavor? Like, is there, is there any sort of, yeah, like, we, do you use this for marketing? I guess is the better question. Um, yeah, part of it, uh, it's it, part cool. of it is also to, uh, to share these amazing creatives from all over the world, right? Like mm -hmm. to, um, to give them a platform to to express themselves as well, if that's not yeah. your core, uh, you know, discipline. But um, we do send these to um, uh, clients at the end of the year. We do um, send it to people that you know we um, uh, that you know are potentially in our you know that will kind of grow our creative network and community. Yeah. Like we we do share this with uh, with people. But again, since it's uh, totally funded by us, it's like we have such a limited amount <laughs> that we can <laughs> we can produce. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like once it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, so, that's yeah. cool though. I'm yeah. glad you sent it to clients after you know at the end of the year because yeah. that's just a great way to showcase work, to showcase mm -hmm. great artists and storytelling. Um, but it also just continues to maintain rapport yeah. with clients because you're giving them a piece that is very valuable yeah. and limited in quantity for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very cool. Um, so tell me about 2023, this piece then, um, right. the Dear Future piece. Give me the story <laughs> behind this, um, how and like what the ideas were, and then let's get into like materials. And if you're open to it, I would love to hear the cost of putting this together. But if you can't share that, I totally understand. But Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, the, the third... Um, volume or yeah we don't even have a it's like the first third third year the of third this. installment yeah, of, the this third project, installment of this um is a uh, dear future so yeah. again we uh and and we also use this project as an experiment internally as well uh, because yeah. everybody uh, at the studio is involved right it's like one of you know a lot of client projects were probably like split 
uh, you know, like you're working on that project and you're working on that brand, but we, we don't all work on the same project, but this is one that is really great. Um, if you yeah. want to build and learn how your team works and thinks and problem solves and, and does all mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, but yeah, like this, this project, uh, allows us to experiment also on uh, brainstorming and how we come up with the con even how we come up with the concept, right? Like this, this time around, like sleepwalking, we were still, um, you know, stuck at home, kind of like still, you know, not going out. So the dear future, we actually, you know, went out into the world and like went to museums, uh, like everybody, uh, the, our team is also fully remote. So everybody mm -hmm. sort of, you know, gave, we gave everybody an assignment, go, go to your pick a museum and go see stuff and then come back and then we'll discuss and we'll talk about, uh, you know, all the things that we saw and all the things that we were inspired by. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, and then we find like through lines, right? We find the thread uh, to make the, the concept. And we also made a playlist. It was like, it's just like all kinds of experiments that we can kind of play, uh, you know, creatively, you know, in, in, internally um, as a studio. And for this one, um, yeah, there were, there were a lot of like uh, things that were, we had such weird, uh, I guess like we even did writing exercises. So you could see in the sections, uh, they were names of the concepts that were rejected actually. <laughs> so, so shake like loading life could have been yeah. that section, uh, that could have been actually the title of, uh, or the concept itself of, instead of dear future but you could see mm -hmm. all of the things like shaking snow globes glitter magic um nostalgic destiny hologram memories and jello veins jello veins was just a weird one uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um these were all things and and um but you know we ended with dear future because coming again reflective of the times uh coming out of the pandemic we wanted something more positive we wanted we mm -hmm. saw the, the that there was a lot more positive energy uh through the collaborators work and everything so um so it was like really uh, a beautiful um sort of almost like a catalog like the format itself is like was inspired by a couple of things like one was this like recipe book kind of like a cool. recipe book with a spiral round you can see yeah. um but also like catalogs and and we thought it would be really fun um and a challenge to do the different sections in different sizes and kind of like put them together um uh so so it's like it's almost like this folder of of goodies right like of, of mm -hmm. people's projects um is yeah like uh, they they almost act as like uh, like filing folders in different colors yeah. um so is a number of a number of uh inspiration for this printed piece um yeah that's just a <laughs> like the name 
So is there any sort of like story or behind some of these names or is it just just the quirky creativeness, um, you know, that that came together? So when you look at something like Jello Veins, mm-hmm. like is there is there a story or a, or a, a something that happened that brought that name to the forefront or? or... Yeah, absolutely. It, it, again, it come, it, it's in during the brainstorm process yep. where mm-hmm. we were doing a lot of, um, you know, a little bit of creative writing, poems. Yep. We wrote poems of, uh, you know, word, things that we saw, things that we found. And then uh, we also did mood boards. Like, what is this yep. vibe? What is this feeling that uh, uh, visually, how do we, you know, uh, and, and there were images of jello and like <laughs> it was a lot of jiggly jello and and yeah. snow globes and like it was like really uh yeah it, it, a lot of it was a combination of visuals plus creative writing and even mm-hmm. music because like again we made a playlist you know it's like as we were working through this um so yeah, it's a it's it's a combination of all those things, and we're like we really love and and some some people really loved, um, you know, certain ones for the actual name of the concept, and so we didn't want to lose that because as part of the process, it is still the essence of this you know this project. So um, yeah. so we use them as the sort of like the the sections in which. Uh, then we can kind of categorize where like some of the projects kind of fall into like some of the collaborators and creative projects, which is really fun. That's so fun. Yeah. So when I, I have a couple of like, or just one inside photo here. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't really tell what section, I think it's hologram memory section. Uh Like, so this artist that I'm looking at here and I'll share this on Instagram Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of the story behind, you know, this, the artist here or what this particular one was? Yeah, this one, this is actually an, uh, I believe an AI generated, um, collage of sorts. Wow. Um, I don't remember the particular, um, story behind it. Okay. Um, cause there's so many, <laughs> there's yeah. so many, uh, but yeah, it was, it's just really beautiful. Like people were experimenting using this as also an experiment, uh, to, to do all kinds of stuff, but yeah. Very cool. Um, and then getting into materials on Mm -hmm. this one, we talked a little bit about the coil binding and sort of that, you know, air quotes recipe book, kind of like flip book format. Mm -hmm. Um, but you got a bunch of different sizes of sort of each section in this thing. It was um, a it was a puzzle to put together. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of times I I would say like Diego really led the production of this. We you know mm-hmm. he because it, uh, our um, he has um, our laser printer <laughs> at his place, so like he was printing things up to make sure you know, uh, the different sizes were aligned. We did a lot of like, mm-hmm. you know, mock-ups and, and then he would do mini mock-ups and then we would look at it like, re- you know, remotely he would share, he would take photos and, and it's like, you know, is this overlapping too much? Are we, you know, um, do we have enough margin here? You know, the, all, all yeah. sorts of things. Um, and then some, some things we had to like resize, uh, rescale um, some of the artwork. Um, to fit the different sections because 
uh, there's like square and then there's like, you know, <laughs> all kinds of uh, different sizes um, and and uh, yeah, to play with. So it was it was a bit of a puzzle piece. Like right away, it's just this very unique and attention grabbing visual experience before mm -hmm. you even open the piece because it looks like there is is that white foil on the cover yeah. for dear future as well so you got the foil stamping yeah. you've got all of these bold colors as well mm -hmm. um sort of uh, covering each section different sizes different like just trim sizes mm -hmm. um just a really unique visual experience and that's before you even get in and see some of the artwork yeah. um, you know illustration stuff within the project yeah. And I forgot to mention that um, for all of them, uh, this is a custom type that we made. Like we made uh, Dear Future. Uh, one yeah. of our designers made this into a variable variable font. So it's actually grow like actually like grows. It blooms and then it kind of contracts, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, like we we try to uh, want it's it's a board. Uh, so it's much thicker for the cover so that we can do this mm -hmm. so that it can hold everything together. So the front and back, um, uh, covers, even though the front cover is like half size, half the, yeah. the full size, um, yeah. you know, it, it kind of holds everything together. Um, and the, yeah, it's white, it's white foil. And so it has this kind of like when you run your fingers through it, it feels really nice. Like it's, it's a little bit debossed feeling. So, yeah. um, and then the paper, um, inside, we wanted to keep it lightweight because the card, the cover is already a heavy board. Um, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, we, you know, with budget constraints on like, we're shipping this all over the world, like individual ones to our collaborators and our, and mm -hmm. our, um, uh, potential clients or our clients. So we, we, you know, we're, we have to think about shipping costs also in the beginning as we're planning for, for all of this, like the paperweight and all that kind of stuff. So inside there's actually two types of, uh, two weights. One is okay. like a cardstock for each of the section openers. Um, okay. and then it's a sort of like a much, it's an uncoated, very thin, um, almost like a newsprint type of, um, uh, paper, um, okay. for the, for the other, other parts. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So when you have a piece like this that mm -hmm. comes together like a puzzle, basically, mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about the, the file side of this in terms of document setup and how you send that to the printer and make sure that everybody's on the same page. But also, you know, talk about the like proofing and, and press checks and bindery checks. Like, did that kind of stuff happen for this kind of project? Yeah, I, it's because we've had such a long working relationship with, um, with the printer. Um, yeah. so there's a lot of trust there. Um, yeah. and, uh, in terms of, you know, of course they sent us paper sample. They sent us a dummy with, as it, as it is, you know, yeah. uh, without not printed just the paper and, um, you know, bound spiral bound and just so we can see what it would look like when it comes together. Um, mm -hmm. and then in terms of, um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought, but 
uh, oh, the setup, the setup for the file. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, we use InDesign obviously uh, for yeah. <laughs> any kind of bookmaking, any kind of like you know things with lots of chapters and lots of things. But yeah. like it's an InDesign book, and then you know you have the different uh, InDesign files um, that mm-hmm. are in different formats that kind of like all come together. Um, and then yeah, proofing they they send they always send us a first run you know of a couple of copies and then you know we look at it uh it since it'll since Denmark is a lot closer to Italy like Diego you know will receive it look at it great and then um and then we go from there I mean it's like pretty pretty straightforward um Mm -hmm. and because it's not anything that is um uh client uh work that has like you know brand colors pantones and spot colors and things like that we're you know we're not too concerned with it being a little bit off you know if it's if it's just slightly uh slightly off for the yellow or 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 what we intended so that's kind of like the 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 good part of it (laughs) where it's like okay we can we can get it done and not do be too precious with uh with uh, all of that control yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I'm curious about on this one, Connie, is how many of these things do you guys print and produce each time? It's, uh, uh, let's see, the first year probably, it's only 150 to 250, like depending yeah. on the year. Uh, and um, yeah, it, it's a very small run. Um and uh, so that's also why, like, you know, we want to have it high quality and fun and different yeah. formats and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. But like we're, you know, we, we don't want to have like boxes and boxes that we'll have to put into, you know, storage or storage somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And we also want to keep it special. And, and um, yeah. Yeah. So typically when you're doing quantities lower like that, lower mm-hmm. quantities like that, you're looking at digital printing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys digitally print this or did you go offset? Yeah, it was digitally. Printed. Digitally printed. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but anytime you're doing something intricate or unique, mm-hmm. either maybe it's got die cutting, maybe it's got a bunch of different sizes or, you know, comes together in this crazy coil bound book, um, anything intricate plus small quantities generally equals expensive yes <laughs> especially like like especially looking at it at a unit cost yeah. situation are you able to share any sort of costs just to give some perspective on what it takes to bring something like this together yeah i mean i would love to i don't know so like it's like yeah. someone else on my team <laughs> i don't have the answer uh <laughs> yeah, to that good. but also it's it's you know again it's relationship right like and it's yes. also like what um um, uh, what, you know, like we, we always, you know, we always promote, uh, our printers too. We always like share, um, the, the, them as a vendor for all of our clients too, you know, like, so it's like, it goes many different ways. It's like share, share the wealth, you know, it's like good people doing cool things together. Um, but yeah, like it's a, you know, it's a negotiation and I think, uh, depending on where in the world you, you, you print, um, uh, you, you do your print production. Um, 
it's the cost is so different, right? So mm -hmm. like in New York, I don't think we would be able to afford this kind of printing on this small right. run. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and so yeah, like that's. Yeah, I've been looking at these three projects from the, you know, the last three, the, the three volumes that you guys have put together. Mm -hmm. They're all very unique and intricate and have something special about them, whether it's foil mm -hmm. or, you know, really unique assembly or photography or just a really unique concept. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, huge props to you guys for doing awesome things Thank in you. smaller quantities because it takes takes guts to, to put something like this together <laughs> on paper to put to yeah. put out like that. So. Thank Very you. cool. Yeah, yeah. We have so much fun. And again, it's like it allows us to experiment with different formats, different print yeah. processes, different, yeah, all kinds of. Um, and we learn a lot from it, too. Like we learn a lot about, you know, uh, yeah. not only from our collaborators, but like, you know, even with the printers, there's like, oh, there's a shortage on this paper or like there's like a, you know, um, uh, and there's another type of uh, process that you can do that you can achieve the same printing effect, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a great way to just, you know, learn about like new emerging technology for printing, mm -hmm. too. So, yeah. Yeah, there's always cool things to learn. And especially now, like the the advances in tech, especially on the digital side as well, um, is just at a real rapid pace right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Connie, why do you think print is so special to designers? Because every designer that I've talked to and that I know, whether they've been doing print or not, maybe even if they're just a web designer, they've got this little hoarded collection of cool print <laughs> stuff, magazines or boxes or things that they've come across that they just can't bring themselves to throw away. What, <laughs> yeah. what do you think is most special? Like, is, why? Why do you think print yeah. is so special to designers? As you can see from my background, I'm not allowed to buy any more books. Like, yeah, yeah. I have a You've been full, cut off like I have. Yeah, I have like a full uh, wall of books. Um, I think what's really special is, is just the tactility of it. The yeah. tactility, but it's also emotional, right? It's also part of mm. like, it's, it really shows, it's really like the brand expression in all of uh, in a sensory way right because yeah. like you know yes digital but like when it's like when you feel the paper or uh, when it's a specific quality you know it's it, it kind of like reinforces the brand's values or their pe personality you know like if it's a luxury brand you know like there's more um there's more uh, detail and attention and things like put into uh, the the printed object, right? Or the piece, right? Mm -hmm. There's, um, you feel it. So I think there it's that, it's like the emotional um, uh, experience that you get from a, from a printed piece. Um, yeah. Yeah. So true. And I would imagine that on the stuff you're doing, because, and you've mentioned it a couple of times, actually, because it's so few, like it's only a few hundred that you're yeah. doing, it's kind of exclusive. Yeah. Like if you get one of these, like feel lucky because there's only a few, there's only a, like a couple hundred of these things kicking around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Very cool. Um, a couple of questions here just to wrap this one up. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give to a designer who is new to print or wanting to get started with print? 
where do you think they where do you think their first few moves should be i mean i think it's just i i I mean, I go and look at a lot of books. I go to bookstores still. <laughs> like, you know, I spend yeah. a lot of time. There's a there's a bookstore here in New York um, uh, called McNally Jackson. Um, and I just, I spend a lot of time there. Um, but also just, you know, look at different, um, it's just so inspiring going to look mm-hmm. through um, all types of printed materials, whatever format, whatever. And then, you know, a lot of times um, uh, you'll find, you know, in a book or, or in a printed piece, like a colophon, you know, like, oh, or the print, or, you know, what, what papers, what, like who, and look up like who these printers are, like who, yeah. who, who made these books, you know, like, or who made these printed pieces. And then, you know, you can always start to um, build a relationship and research mm. and talk to those people. A lot of also paper um, uh, companies will send you samples or, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, but to get familiar with with uh, with that and then, you know, I think what's really important is also like learning how to design for print or set up you know, files for print. A lot of yeah, people are sure. so used to um, doing stuff in the digital uh, space that, you know, yeah. you forget type size and margins and yeah. trim and, and all, bleed and, and all of that, all of that stuff. Um, I spent a lot of uh, an earlier part of my career in experiential and I was designing a lot of large scale um, signage and and graphics and like you know you really have to get familiar with uh, scale when it's like you know off your screen <laughs> you know you print it out and see make mock-ups uh, and and really see like you know the the different elements working together I think that's yeah that's really key like I think a lot of a lot of people make the mistake of of just like going straight like okay what you see on the screen is what's going to come out in, in print like but it's 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 not it's not exactly so yeah yeah 100% i'm glad you said that and just a quick little shout out here um, we have a whole module in print design mastery dedicated to file work and file setup so just saying just yeah, saying absolutely um Connie, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for sharing um, these incredible pieces, the whole concept of the earthing. I can't wait to see what you guys are cooking up for next year. My pleasure. This was wonderful. Awesome. Um, where can people find out more about you and the work that you're, you and your team are putting together and on social media, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, so yummycolors.com and colors spelled with the U. <laughs> That's right. right. The Canadian slash European way. Yes. And you can also find us on Instagram uh, and LinkedIn uh, at Yummy Colors. And if it's specific to the Concept of the Year project, we also have an Instagram for that as well at Concept of the Year. Awesome. Connie, thank you so much for your time and being my guest today. Thank you so much, Dave. All right, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to see what this project looks like, you can head over to the Print Design underscore Academy Instagram. 
the Yummy Colors website, Yummy Colors Instagram. All of this stuff is very easily and conveniently linked in the description of this podcast episode for you. So go check them out because it is incredible. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.